0: The federal government has been meeting its overall goals for awarding contracts to small businesses, but it's falling short with those qualifying for socioeconomic set-asides. It regularly misses its targets for women-owned, service-disabled, veteran-owned, and hub zone small businesses, and its pool of small business contractors is shrinking. But the Small Business Administration told the House Small Business Committee in a recent hearing that it's looking to turn that around. Daisy Thornton is here to tell us more. Daisy, what's the Small Business Administration doing about this issue?
1: So the SBA's primary focus is category management. Small businesses have been sounding the alarm here for years. Best-in-class contracts limit competition to a small list of preferred vendors, and that can save agencies money. But it presents a barrier to entry for small businesses. So the government is meeting its small business spending goals by giving more money to fewer vendors. And it seems like this administration is listening to those concerns. The White House specifically mentioned reforming category management as one of its priorities back in December. So that's where the SBA is starting. Here's Bibi Hidalgo, associate administrator of SBA's Office of Government Contracting and Business Development, telling Congress exactly what those efforts entail.
2: That is the top issue that the White House and Administrator Guzman wanted us to address And so right out of the gate, we started to meet with everybody across the White House, OMB, and the largest contracting agencies to figure out how we could reverse that trend. Realizing that category management was one of the biggest issues. And so as a result, we negotiated with OMB and the White House to have all the socioeconomic firms that includes service-disabled veterans, women-owned businesses, all place-based hub zone firms and small disadvantaged businesses into tier two of category management, which is the rating system that they had created. So that means that 33,000 more additional firms are part of that higher level tiering category, which will create more access uh, for contract opportunity.
1: That was Bibi Hidalgo, Associate Administrator of SBA's Office of Government Contracting and Business Development.
0: So it sounds like they have a plan. Now, how are the SBA's efforts going so far?
1: Though Hidalgo said her team is still tracking the data, but anecdotally, they're seeing positive trends due to this change. She said some business owners are reporting being contacted for the first time in years, and they're seeing increases in new entrants to the program. And that's one of the metrics they're using to ensure that it's not just the spend that increases, the health of the overall ecosystem. Because tracking spending alone wasn't sufficient. That's how we wound up in this situation. But that's not the only move SBA has made. Hidalgo also pointed to increased accountability as a recent change. Here she is talking about how that works.
2: Now that we have the women-owned business goal and the zone goal in the performance evaluations of not just acquisition staff, but all uh, senior executive program managers. So this is part of essentially their, their KPIs. And so we are seeing a difference. They are now uh, reaching out. Uh, more and more, the agencies, uh, my staff was just telling me this yesterday, across the board, agencies are reaching out to identify more uh, uh, businesses across all the socioeconomic categories.
0: And again, that's Bibi Hidalgo, associate administrator of SBA's Office of Government Contracting and Business Development. We're speaking here with Daisy Thornton from Federal News Network. So, Daisy, what other challenges are the SBA and the small business ecosystem facing?
1: So contract bundling is another big problem. Agencies roll together a few small contracts into one larger one to save money, and that also promoted interoperability when the government was buying more hardware. But as the government focuses more on services and solutions, that looks more like enterprise-level acquisitions, and that's forced out more small businesses. For example, Kansas Democratic Representative Sharice Davids pointed out small business contract spending tends to be geographically concentrated as well. So she said that 43% of the contracts went to around 17 congressional districts, 12 of which are located in Maryland and Virginia. And Hidalgo said contract bundling tends to favor large companies and the small businesses that work with them. So the data her team is collecting will be analyzed geographically as well, and the hope is that it will lead to a solution that to ease that concentration.
0: So apart from geographic concentration, what about the socioeconomic set-asides? What is SBA doing specifically to help out those businesses?
1: So Hidalgo said she's specifically looking at the certification process for those companies. That process has suffered some issues recently. For example, Pennsylvania Democratic Representative Chrissy Houlihan noted that 15,000 women-owned small businesses applied to an SBA program, but 12,000 were returned for more information, according to the latest Inspector General data. And Hidalgo said her team found a glitch in the certification pipeline and is working on fixing it. Here she is talking about those efforts.
2: We learned that the way it was set up is they would ask uh, applicants for all of their documents at once but it turns out if they didn't upload them individually then it would only accept one of the documents so I said this is unacceptable and we need to fix this right away my team got right on it fixed it to at least inform the business owner that they needed to upload one at a time and as a result we're seeing differences like that are having an impact we've now uh, certified well over 5,700 firms we're on pace to certify over 6,000 this year We are not any incomplete applications. I have my pre-screeners working directly with the applicants to make sure that their application is not rejected and that they can work toward a complete application as soon as possible.
1: That was Bibi Hidalgo, Associate Administrator of SBA's Office of Government Contracting and Business Development. So the hope is that refining these certification processes will help more small contractors that qualify for socioeconomic set-asides to get their foot in the door. And we'll see how successful those efforts will be.
0: Yes, there will certainly be more to come on this issue. Daisy Thornton from Federal News Network, thank you so much for filling us in. Thanks, Eric. Find more of Daisy's coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.
3: Hello, I'm White, the CEO of Shane Canfield, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Lessons in Leadership. I'm honored to be joined by Angie Bailey, founder and CEO of Ananda Life. Angie has a remarkable career in public service, beginning as a GS2 clerk typist with the Social Security Administration. And over the next 40 years, Angie steadily worked her way up through the government, ultimately becoming the Chief Human Capital Officer at the Department of Homeland Security. She's been recognized with presidential rank awards by two administrations for leadership, innovation, dedication, and commitment to the country. Angie, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you, Shane. What a pleasure to be here.
3: Angie, you've made quite a name for yourself as a leader in the federal workforce. Who was the first person you remember looking up to a as a leader and what about them inspired you?
4: You No, I often think about this because, you know, sometimes we think of the people that we look up to the most as being somebody that throughout our career has, you know, been at the highest levels and all, but you know, I've got to go back to honestly, whenever I was 10 years old. And uh, I remember I really wanted to play little league baseball on a boys team. I was the only girl. And interestingly, it was the women who would keep saying to me that, no, I couldn't play. And then one day, whenever I was there to sign up yet again, uh, there was this guy, his name was Delbert Beiser. And uh, I remember he had like red hair and he had a of tobacco in his mouth and greasy overhauls and everything. And he said, you know, I'll take her, I'll take her on my team. And, you know, just looking back on that, there's so many leadership lessons and things that I just really admire about him. And actually, I thought about throughout my entire career Stepping in or stepping up and taking on the challenges that sometimes no one else wanted to do.
3: Angie, thanks so much for joining us today.
4: Oh, thank you, Shane. It's such a pleasure. I I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Thank you.
3: This has been the Lessons in Leadership Podcast. I'm CEO of WEPA, Shane Canfield. Looking forward to talking to you next time.
4: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips.